all connected. Long and then we're connected. Hi, this is Trooper Joe of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, where we move in character development back to an era when it was seen as a privilege to do the right thing and extend a friendly and helping hand along with a loving hug to everyone. You can catch my show on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel of Return to Chivalry or on Facebook Live dot com slash Archangel Chivalry. Have that fun. Listen to Archangel of Return to Chivalry Wednesdays from 3 to 4. And in a way, we are all based troop. I'm a baby. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Today is Voice of the Voiceless Today, December 12, 2017. Thank you for tuning in and logging on. And welcome to Truth It in the AM. It is your boy Truth It here to address any and all things when it's time to. And it's time to. And by my side, I have the one, the only, two real to be phone. Trooper Joe is in the building. I'm, I'm here in the building. I want to wish everybody a what? Thank you. That's nice. Thank you. Yeah, I hope everybody in the Northeast has uh, weathered the storm and they're all nice and warm now and getting ready for the next go-round of weather and stuff and be safe. And and today, for all you people out there who think that you mastered snow driving, this is going to be ice. So it's a different challenge. Yeah. You don't drive the same way on ice that you do in snow because it doesn't matter on ice. Nobody drives on ice. Uh True. I am. I get tired. Uh, I get really annoyed when we have snow in New England because people act like it's an emergency. Mm. People go to they they buy everything off the store shelves. But it's going to be the apocalypse, Ooh. and we get two inches of snow. Yeah, I got eight. Oh, you did get eight. Yeah. Oh, we only got about three to five. We didn't get that much snow at all. And. Uh, you know, but you would think that we got all the snow in the world. Yeah. But we didn't. People, they drive crazy. They That's all right. I don't know. We get speed demons. People just want to swerve and drive and go nuts in the snow and they, they get it behind the wheels of their cars. I don't understand it at all. I don't either. And then I don't understand the cowboys out there with the big cows. Yeah. What's up with that? I guess that's your... your uh, your machismo thing right there. Got the big platform. Yep. Make snowmen. <laughs> Donuts. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy the way that they, uh, when they're driving, the way that they're behaving. But, hey, it is what it is. But we got some stuff we need to talk about today. First off, I would like to talk about Keaton Jones. Keaton Jones. Because when I watched Me the too. video of this little boy trying to rationalize bullying, yeah. I got really sad. You got sad? I, got, I, was, I was really sad. It made me almost tear up a little bit. It made me want to beat up the kids that was bullying him. Yeah, it made me want to just slap them. Yeah, it made me want to slap the kids that were bullying him. And their him. parents. 
and the parents and too. the teachers. Yep, everybody and, and who's allowing it to go on. The yep. principal. Yep. Yeah. Anybody who's involved. The monitor. Yep. I was like, come on. Lunch lady. The lunch lady. Get Anybody, yep. Anybody. Anybody involved, I wanted their heads on a stick. Yeah, the mailman who delivers the mail. Mm-hmm. Anybody. doesn't matter. He was close to this situation. And you allowed this to keep going. Not just him, but anybody. Yep. That's, that you need to be stoned. But then we find out that his mother is a Confederate supporter. Pictures of her holding the Confederate flag, and uh, she was one of those people that said, you got to stand for the national anthem, and I don't care. Like, she made some really borderline racist comments. Well, she even told some, I thought us whites were supposed to stick together. She could do that. <laughs> Me, I really don't care about all that stuff like that. It's like, hey, she's from Tennessee. At the home of the Ku Klux Klan, she grew up around that stuff. So if her understanding of the way life should be is like that, that's fine. Who cares, really? I don't well, care. I know one thing. I wouldn't have sympathy for no boy if I found out that he was a racist, that he was racist. And, and you know, if his mother thinks like that, she influences her kids. So he probably thinks like that to an extent. He may, but I, I have, I have a, a problem with bullying in itself. Okay. You know, the incident that occurred here, that's the incident. Everybody's going to jump on the incident, look at the incident and stuff. You know, but there's kids getting bullied all over the place in school. Yeah. And out of school, in school. And I have a real problem with bullies. I always had a problem with bullies. Mm-hmm. I was kind of bullied myself. Um. Yeah, I think everybody experienced it to mm-hmm. a smaller or lesser degree. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and the thing that's going on is some kids are so stressed out from being bullied that they're committing suicide. Well, this this I have a real problem with a society that's allowing allowing kids uh, that's not paying enough attention to ask the kid what's up, what's the problem, what's going on, are you all right? Is there anything we can do to help you and stuff like this here? You know, I mean that. They're not addressing the bullying when it's happening. They're responding to the bullying after the fact. And, you know, that's not good. I think uh, what used to, I think one of the problems is, is that since I had to deal with bullying when I was younger, if my son came and told me, oh, I'm being bullied, I wouldn't take it as serious because I'd say, you know what, I was bullied when I was younger and I survived. He'll survive too. And then you kind of become dismissive of it. And uh, that's when kids end up in suicide. Yeah, this because we we didn't pay attention to the change in in the cultural norm for kids. Kids are wimpy now. They 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 look for their parents are looking for suicide too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw some article: the four ways to identify depression. Come on, mm. why don't you just give everybody a depression card and, stuff and see if you can find something? I'll put about hundred on there, and you find the one you want, and then you can go and be depressed. And and then you can you can go get your little suicide packet from the doctor. Yeah, but uh, but bullying needs to be addressed in a big way. Nobody should be having to be living in fear. Nobody at all. And but we we become complacent to it. Mm-hmm. But in school, y'all standing around trying to teach kids not education, not reading and writing. You're trying to teach them social skills. You're trying to teach them how to interact in some society and stuff, and then this kind of bullying gets gets unnoticed? 
Mm-hmm. You know, who phony people there? You know. Yeah. That's that's the part that really makes me mad. You know, it's like that's your job as a human being to identify these type of things that happen. You see somebody getting bullied and stuff. You 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 have an obligation to to say, hey, cut that out. Yep. Hey, come here, let me talk to you. There's consequences for your actions of bullying these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't do that, then you're wrong. Right, especially when it's under your nose. This didn't take place like after school. Nope, it took place during school. In the lunchroom. Yep, yeah, the kid said that someone poured milk all over him. I'm like, if that was my child, I'd be at school looking for somebody. Exactly. It's like that. You know, this this is different than getting chased home from the bully. You know, yeah. Uh, that's that's to, that's that's different, you know. There's there's no real eyes watching you, and the bullies should like cockroaches. They come out at night and chase you. Yep, big cock. Right. <laughs> so, with uh, I still am not sure how I feel about him now that I found out that his mother is a Confederate. How do we know he wasn't going to school talking about uh, stand for the flag or anything like that? And yeah. then they started bullying him. Have no idea what his makeup is like, nor the people in that school. Yeah. Or any of those th- and that shouldn't matter. There shouldn't be no place for, for bullying to take place. I mean, the teachers should interject. How are you going to teach reading and writing and arithmetic if if, if um, you can't even stop people from bullying? Right. You can't teach it. You spend all your time teaching social interactions and skills. And where's the guidance counselor in these days? Mm-hmm. You know, what happened to the guidance counselors in school? Don't they work anymore? What, what's their job? Right. Um, I don't like the fact that bullying in 2017 can still be facilitated. Yes. But you can't watch every single move or every interaction between 30 kids per one person. In a so live stream, you can't. There's hundreds of kids in the lunchroom at a time sometimes. You can't zone in on every single kid to make sure no bullying's going yeah, on. But if this is your class sitting over here in the lunchroom or however it is, you just you the lunchroom they should have lunch monitors just standing around. Yep. Taking care of things, keeping an eye out for stuff. Have you seen bullying going in and and not even that. I ain't even gonna play that old game like this here. Right. In this day and age, we got baby cameras that 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 you put in your baby's room to see what your baby's doing. Yep. <coughs> no excuse. When it, yeah, when, it, when, it, when milk is being poured on a child, yeah. someone should have gotten suspended or fired for it. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, but the problem is, is that a lot of people are feeling bad for this kid. So, for example, UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah. They, uh, the owner, one of the uh, CEOs of it, Dana White, invited this kid to come out to watch a free show. Then they started the GoFundMe and they raised $60,000 for the kid. Yeah. So everyone's feeling bad for him. But then, while everyone's feeling bad for him, find out. I, I, I can't, listen, Troop, I can't get over the fact that his mother, that, that his mother. When you have parents, that are, so for example, would you feel bad if it was Charles Manson's child? Charlie Manson? Yep. <laughs> If it was a child of Charles Manson being bullied, would you feel that? Yeah, actually, I would. Like I said, I'm not feeling bad 
for the child alone. Right. I'm feeling bad for the system. There should not be a system of bullying in, in, involved in school. Schools should have by, been by this time eradicated that system of bullying. It's like obviously they're not paying enough attention to it. There should have been some way to monitor it, especially inside the structure itself. Yep. It's harder to monitor. You know, meet me after school and stuff. We're going to have a fight. Chasing the kid home from from him and everything like that. But inside... They might get the little prankish stuff in the the boys' room while the kids at the urinal, and they push him so that he it looks like he peed it because mm-hmm. he he does that. I mean, these are the little boy pranks and stuff like that. Is, is that bullying in a sense? Yeah, but it's just a prank because they really do it to their friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that that kind of bullying, pouring milk on people, you know, all those things like that. That's un. That shouldn't shouldn't happen. Well, the mother, uh, they put food down this thing. Uh, they put food on in his clothes, mm-hmm. and you know they they poured the milk on him, and then they were bullying him. And he was trying to rationalize why. You're right. Even if the mother is a complete racist pig, uh. the child doesn't deserve that type of treatment in school where it should be a bully-free zone. Exactly. So, uh, uh, asked whose idea uh, to make the video, Keaton said it was mine. So the child said it was the idea. Because I did kind of wonder, why did the mother record her child? Like, what was the purpose of making the video? Hmm? But uh, the kid said it was his. Keaton, who said he was targeted by five fellow schoolers, said he never complained to a teacher for fear that the bullies for would for sure attack. It became more and more, he became more and more agitated and didn't want to go back to school, said Keaton mother Kimberly Jones. Jones was behind the camera and posted the video to her Facebook. This kid is being interviewed uh, on ABC, CBS. He's now a national star. The video went viral as it should have. And I hope it does awaken more people to the dangers of bullying. But still, you have to. Sometimes the child pays the price for the parents' uh, foolishness. I don't know. I don't. I, the woman, fine. Because you want to be a Confederate supporter and stuff, go ahead. You know, if you want to sit around with a whole bunch of other people and go to pig roast and talk about other people's culture and stuff like that, that's the only source of, of interaction you have with life. I don't care. Mm hmm. You know, uh, I, I I think that those type of uh, heavy reaction to to her with Confederate flags and stuff, I don't even know what she looked like. Does she scare people with a face? The mother? Yeah. Uh, she looks like a uh, middle-aged. looks like she's in her 40s, about a 40-year-old blonde, white woman with blue eyes. Yeah. Yep. She's not ugly, she, but you can see looks. I don't know if look, there's a, a racist look, but if there was a racist look, she would fit the bill. Yeah. I don't know. I think because you know, like I say, I'm against racism. I'm against racism a whole lot more than just against racism to exist. I think it's time for racism to die on all fronts. Yep. I think that it's we 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 become so immune to the actual racism itself that we look for incidences just to 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 feed into the racism. I think that society has created this this um created this 
this this saying of white privilege that doesn't exist, doesn't have any meat to it, has no merit to it. It's a not something that you really can't define without using certain specific examples to 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 make your to make your argument. So yeah. that means it doesn't exist. You know, there's no definition to it. I think this is what we've done with racism, and and with this here, the woman wants to be a Confederate supporter. Go ahead, you know, because it, it, this is America. We need to we need to um, really be Americans. There, there. How many races? Who, who cares if you're you're your Confederate supporter? You can hang around with your little Confederate supporter friends, and you can talk all kinds of nonsense and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening. Right. It doesn't make any difference. May has no place in my life. You know, so it doesn't matter. And people who just want to find incidences to 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 feed into so that they can have their lifestyle the way they want it and call it racist or call it anything like that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't see it. I don't see it. If 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 you can just identify who you are and then go on up and do something that's going to improve your life and make you happy and, and then that's a good thing. Yeah. If this is what she identifies who she is, mm-hmm. and and this is what she want to do, it's like okay, that makes you happy. That's a good thing for you. But you're sheep. You're just following behind the herd of people in a bunch of quotes and sayings. Just like the people on this side who want to just follow behind this group of people and and follow their words to say, where's the change? Right. Where's the thing that, that ends this 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 cycle like this here. That's the part that's not in there. That's the part that I'm looking for. We can end racism. If you want to be Confederate supporter, God. Sons getting bullied and stuff like that in school. You should have acted yourself. Not just on a videotape and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, now, a little bit more aggressive like that. Talking to your kids, you know, going up into the school, taking time out of your busy life like that to go down and with the principal and saying this stuff is unacceptable. We can't handle this. We don't want this type of stuff like this. This has to change. And the school should have been investigated. And you should have took the energy to do that. You left it on your side. Well, the school has uh, replied to the video and they they said that. They do not take tolerate bullying on any level. However, the mother has come out and said that uh, not only was Keaton uh, bullied by five kids in the school, he was also uh, spoke down upon by teachers. Teachers also kind of bullied him and, and messed with him and everything. So, I mean, there's a lot. We'll have to wait. Time will tell what really happened with Keaton in the school, but uh, I'm sure this he I'm sure he did face some sort of uh, you know. Problems in school with the teachers. And here's the thing, too. Now, what did the school say? That they uh, do not tolerate bullying at all on any level. And it's like, okay, part of that lie, do you really think that I'm going to accept? The do not the tolerate any bullying on any level. The kid was bullied in your cafeteria. The United States doesn't tolerate murder, but murder will happen. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is our society. Okay, we said these nice little words and stuff and this this, and this and this and this and and it was in front of your face and you did nothing. Obviously, you tolerated it. Yep. So your words lost. 
You know, you have no credibility. Mm-hmm. You need to be stoned. Who needs to be stand accountable for its actions in 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 bullying? You know that that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. That make believe excuse and stuff doesn't fly. You're lucky I'm not in charge. You'd be stoned. I am up against the wall. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what else happens with Keaton Jones, and we'll talk about more about it. Yeah. I'm sure. As we uh, move forward with this whole bullying situation, but there's also an issue of the mother trying to get funds and there the mother's being accused of being a really bad person. And if you are a Confederate supporter, I tend to believe that you are not a good person, but we'll uh, figure out later on what happens with that. Yeah. You know, I don't think just because I heard the fact about her, 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 that she's not a very good person. Yeah. Now that's different than being a Confederate supporter. Uh, this is the same. Okay. So, but, but to me, it's like that's different. If you're not a very good person and everything, now you're a gold digger. Now you're trying to take advantage of a situation to 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 get you some money and some publicity and stuff like that. Mm-mm. You're wrong. You're just as guilty as the bullies, because you and as the school, because you did nothing and you're trying to profit from this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that makes you wrong. Right. Not because you're a Confederate supporter. That makes you a Confederate supporter. You know, that makes you, in, in, in my world, an irrelevancy. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know? But if you're wrong and you're taking advantage of things like that and you're using your child to make you some money, mm-hmm. then you're just no good. Right. Yeah? You're not a good person. And that's the thing, too. People, there are people that are not good people. Mm-hmm. They may look good, they may smell good, they mm-hmm. may talk good, but they're not good people. And sometimes their kids pay the price yeah. for them not being good people. Exactly. Well, all right, let's uh, moving on. We have another issue going on in um, New York, another terror attack. There was a bomb. Yeah. A, a bomber strikes near Times Square, disrupting the city. But killing no one. Yeah. These. This man, I guess, claims his uh, claims that he's his unity to ISIS, but he never really did anything. Uh, he, I guess, there's never there's no real links or ties to ISIS. No. Uh, but would be suicide attacker detonated a pipe bomb strapped to his body in the heart of Manhattan's busy subby, subway corridor on Monday, sending thousands of terrified communists fleeing smoke-choked passageways and bringing the heart of Midtown to a standstill as hundreds of police officers converge on Times Square and the surrounding streets. Yeah. So he he really did do something. Yeah. He brought the city to a standstill. You see, he, he made, he reached into the pockets of a lot of people and dropped their hard-earned dollars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and <clears throat> he brought fear into some people's hearts. Maybe one, maybe ten, maybe a hundred. Yeah. That won't be going out there, you know, in large crowded areas and stuff like that but because of fear. Homegrown terrorists like that. He's not homegrown. He comes from Bangladesh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so from another place. So, but and but these type of terrorists, they're just as dangerous as somebody that can is sophisticated enough to bring down a building. So you think mission accomplished? You think he did his job? I think I think 
I think that from a um, uh, a mission standpoint, I would that would be a mission accomplished if his mission was to to um, to bring about fear within the, um, New York mm-hmm. and other parts of the state, and and to put put a crimp in the monies and stuff. They got to pay those police. They got to you know the the um, the the rapid transit system. You know, went to a standstill. That affected all them people going out to their jobs and all these people like that. They showed up late and everything. There was a lot of economic people that were afraid. They didn't probably go out shopping that day. They said, I'm going in there. You don't know they're probably going to have a follow-up or something like that. Said, I'm not going. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that, that happened with that day because terrorism just isn't about about killing people. No, it, it, it's it's about destroying the infrastructure of, of of a society and stuff, and that's what ISIS wants to do. ISIS doesn't really want to just kill people by numbers. That's an American thing, right? <laughs> right. That's what we want. We want a body count beat on our chest. Oh yeah, we killed ten. We killed twenty. Mm-hmm. Did you see the way we killed killed that guy over there? I've been in Vietnam. I had a friend Wilson. He carried a 60 machine gun and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he carried a 60. It's heavy. <laughs> we only go out in four-man teams. He mm-hmm. got this big, we go whatever weapon you want. But he liked it because he said he could shoot him at the top and then spin this thing around and watch him flip. Mm-hmm. Is he sick? Yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy. Crazy as he ought to be. Mm-hmm. But that's what, and he wanted to carry that, that big old heavy machine gun in there. Go for it, yeah. yeah. But that's an American thing. ISIS they want to they they want to institute their own way of thinking about their societal norms and stuff. It doesn't mm-hmm. gel with the rest of the world. This is the uh, third attack since September 2016, yeah. and the second in two months, coming only weeks after eight people were killed in a truck attack. I remember that yeah. one where he drove along the bike path and killed eight people. And then got out with a air pistol, not even a real gun. Yeah. Yelling Alu Akbar. Um, it's scary. Yeah, it is. It's getting wor- it's getting worse, but the attacks are becoming weakened. Yeah, and and then uh, they become weak till the strong one throws up. Yep. You know, and then when the big one comes, everybody's oh no, like and. We become complacent too, like the the guy shoot. We we justified the guy in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now how many people did he shoot up and and just fifty something. Yeah, but then we justified that because he wasn't from a Middle Eastern country or something like that, and he wasn't connected to ISIS. He had some kind of mental disorder and stuff. But look at all them dead people. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Right. <laughs> They did. All yeah. these other people that's wounded and stuff like this, they don't care. That's still a terrorist attack. Do people really, you know, want to go to to crowded, crowded outdoor activities now? Not some might, some won't. Right. Uh, after he was subdued, Akayed Ula was taken to Bellevue Hospital Center, where he was in serious condition with burns to his hands and abdomen, according to Daniel. A Negro, the commissioner of the New York Fire Department, three other people had minor injuries. An immigrant from Bangladesh, Mr. Ula, came to live in Brooklyn through a visa program available to people who have relatives who are United States citizens. 
cue Donald Trump <laughs> to put an end to that. Cue Donald Trump. On Monday afternoon, in his first remarks of the attack, President Trump assailed the current immigration system that allows for extended family members, not just spouses or minor children, to receive green cards. The terrible harm that this flawed system inflicts on America's security and economy has long been clear, Mr. Trump said in a statement. I am determined to improve our immigration system to put our country and our people first. Donald Trump is on the way. He, he totally on the way because we allowed these things to get out of control for not five years back, 10 years back, 20 years back. It's been forever. But Trump, it's not even to just stop these kind of attacks, even if no. you did create that visa program. Nah. There, there's no, but there's some people who would think, yeah, this is a good way to go and everything. And Donald Trump is talking exactly what we need. And a lot of people out there are like that. You know, yep. they, they're just going to be just like that. It's like, this is our country and all this. No, you're not immigrants. <laughs> you're all immigrants. He's wearing a, he was wearing a hoodie, and there's a video, there's oh. video of it all over on the internet of him walking, and then all of a sudden you see the explosion, and he's the only one that falls. The New Yorkers are savage, because the New Yorkers, they just kept walking. They didn't care. They <laughs> kept walking by. They didn't stop to check on him or nothing. He just stood there. They got to get to work. Up, and then some of them took off. Some of the people were smart. They ran. They took off. But uh, he was on his own. But, when uh, after that explosion happened. Oh, you know, I love to hear the sounding of it because because the fear the fear the innate fear is triggered at and I think it's ninety decimals or something like that. I was wondering if his bomb hit that mark, and that's why the people didn't respond first. Yep. Because and then and uh, if it did the response of fear, how do you respond to fear and stuff? Yeah. I'm just looking at it as as um, neurological. Um, since I know I shouldn't do that, <laughs> but oh well. Well, uh, the officers went into the situation blind, only becoming aware aware of the dangers involved once they confronted the suspect. He had wires going from his shirt down into his pants, and uh, he was still conscious when they uh, arrived to him. He's in a hospital now in serious condition. They think that he's going to make it. They make him go to jail for the rest of his natural footage. And he should go to jail. And he should get some help, too. And and even if he gets himself in in a better place mentally and stuff, that doesn't mean you get out. You know, terrorism terrorism is something that we really don't understand. Yeah. We got a lot of these make-believe professionals around here that understand terrorism. You don't understand terrorism. The only thing you ever seen dead was a piece of steak in a frying pan. You know, it's, it's, it's like you don't understand that a lot of people, I believe, in the terrorist thing, you never even been outside of the United States. You don't even know what people go through in other countries, What not just the evils that they go through, but the good things that they go through, what makes them... Why would somebody really want to be in ISIS? You know, yep. that's that's the question. Yep. What? Not not. How, you know, the other question on the other side is how do we destroy ISIS? That's what we look at. But why would somebody want to be in ISIS in the first place? When you know the probability of getting the call to go blow yourself up is going to be high. Make somebody want to be in that type of situation. And 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 if we try to 
turning around and looking at ourselves in here. We got, just like with the racism, we got a lot of racism, but I don't know anybody that's going to go out there and blow themselves up about it. Well, <laughs> I, tell me what. Why people <laughs> would want to join ISIS when the job is dire and you could lose your life doing it, I think the answer is the same reason why some people would join the American military. Remember, people over there on that side of the world, we always look at things in America. We look at them through these glasses of we're the good guys, we're good, they're yeah. evil. You go to the other side of the world, we're evil. Oh yeah, we they're are. the good guys. Yeah, we bomb children, we bomb them. So when you see, so would I want to join to kill myself? No. But I saw my children being yeah. blown up in airships from this monstrous country of evil, grown European men. Would I? I I would maybe want to join to combat to combat them and stop them from their world of terror because to them we're the terrorists. Exactly, we are terrorists to them. We're the one dropping bombs all over their houses. Ain't nobody dropping a bomb on here, right? So. Yeah. And then when they did, what did we want to do? We wanted to kill everybody. Yeah, we wanted Stop to turn the police into the parking lot. Into yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. So it's the same thing when, uh, like, when on nine eleven, when the twin towers got hit and those thousands of people died, many more people, I'm assuming, have been killed in airstrikes in Syria, in oh, Iran, yeah. Iraq, sure. all over the Middle East, all right down in Gaza. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's the that's the question. You look at it and you can say that, but is that the reason why they're joining? Yeah. You don't know. That's one of the reasons. That may be the reason, or is it just that their cultural way of life that they they feel or they have an obligation to 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 Allah, their God, and stuff like that to 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 combat in the infidels, you know. This might be something that they talked to them since they were little kids and they feel as though they have a responsibility to do this here. That could be a reason. But this is where you got to find what makes them want to go out there and do this thing like this. We stick <coughs> our nose in business that is not our business. Oh, we do that. We, yeah. do, we do that all the time. And then, you know, I don't understand myself personally why are we increasing the size of our military? Our military doesn't do much unless we're fighting a war. Right. <laughs> you know, we're trying to keep the war in Afghanistan going so we can justify the fact that we're still fighting a war. And we're trying to keep some kind of police presence over in Iraq and Iran and all the Middle East like that to justify that we're fighting a war. Yeah. And, and, and with, with ISIS and Syria. Yeah, and we're trying to do that. And, and, it is, and at the same time, all we're doing is building up the military. Yep. We're building up a military, which at this point in time should have been scaling back. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, you're training to fight a war all day long, but there's no place for you to go fight. Yep. <laughs> and you know what happens when that stuff occurs? Yeah. You got- that means that the government knows something that we might not know. That's a total possibility. You know, or it generates a lot more money and stuff. Well, yeah, we got nuclear weapons, but you know, we really can't use nuclear weapons as a deterrent to 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 uh, any kind of world domination by another country because they they know the possibility of of us using a nuclear weapon is slim. Mm -hmm. So 
we better increase our air our air power, and we better increase our weaponry and stuff. So there's a huge conglomerate in the people over here making huge money, mm-hmm. huge money, big money on all kinds of weaponry and stuff like this here. And we, we then they make little money by saying, yeah, well, we might as well just go in the teeth and let everybody talk about the Second Amendment because we could sell some of these other weapons that are no longer this powerful to be used in a war and stuff in their, in, in their military to the civilians. Mm-hmm. So they're making all kinds of money and stuff over there like this. And it's not being used. Yeah, We got airplanes that ain't never going to drop a bomb on somebody in a, in, in a hostile environment. Well, <laughs> so we think. Well, I think we got to. We got... We got more airplanes than we got food for the homeless. <laughs> uh, well, uh, something something can happen. I mean, yeah, I don't know. War is war is unpredictable. War is unpredictable. So, and, but but we're not gonna go, we're not gonna go into a, a conventional style world war. We're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not gonna happen. We we don't have that kind of. Um, a kind of world now. We're not getting in the front lines or ditches or or no. We're not going to assault over here and take this territory and stuff. We don't do that anymore. We mm-hmm. we were spot. So a lot of our people that's training and stuff, they're never going to be engaged in war. And and that brings my next thing up. Why are we putting the transgender issue back on <laughs> this place? Who does anybody really care out there? If care, let me know. Uh, I, I didn't hear anything about the uh, transgender. Yeah, the transgenders. What's going on with them? They can join the military in January. What? Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> I knew about that. But, I mean, but what? For what? To fight. You transgender. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't understand this, right? If you let's say I'm a transgender and I'm joining the military. It's not like women wear different clothes than men do in the military, do they? They all wear the same gear and the same clothes and the no, same. women stuff. wear skirts. They wear they, skirts in the military. Yeah, and they wear a tighter, tighter fitting jacket and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, that's the dress, the class A uniform. The fatigues are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the pants and, and a loose fitting shirt and pockets all over the place, but you can't use them. You only can use one pocket. To, to, <laughs> that's all you're allowed to use. I don't know why they put all those pockets there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, but the military, we don't really fight. You know, we don't really use soldiers as a deterrent to anything. We're using every we're using, we're using air power, we're using drones, we're using smart bombs, we're using a whole lot of um, uh, talk. We talk a great fight, stuff like that. We really don't send soldiers in the harm's way to go out there and fight. We use the we special operations. We use special operations to go out there and fight. We get soldiers in the rocks as advisors. And what happened when in Africa with the advisors? They when they got ambushed. Yeah. We got all upset in this country. How dare they get ambushed? Because that was where, where did the breakdown occur in the military to allow them to get ambushed? It's an ambush, people. Right. It's a surprise attack. It's something that's covert and not not known. It's an ambush. And we're so naive about what war really is, 
first thing we we're going to have an investigation of the military on how these people got ambushed. Yeah. And why they got ambushed. Really? Yeah. It's like it's an ambush. So <laughs> Okay, so here's some of the stuff. I don't get it. I'm I'm not I might be reading this wrong. So okay, as of June 29th, 2016, According to the U.S. Department of Defense casualty website, there were 4,424 total deaths. So I guess that meant from the time we went into Iraq under George Bush. Which was yeah, that about, was. <laughs> no, it was like, what, 2000, 2000, 2002 we went into Iraq. 90 we went into Iraq. No, in we, we went into Iraq after 9-11. Yeah, we we went into Iraq after nine eleven. Yeah, that's two thousand and one. So so the so from about fifteen years, <laughs> thirty one thousand nine hundred and fifty two have been wounded. Yeah. So that's not that that's not too many soldiers if you think of the time, but that's, that's still some soldiers. That's just, that's some soldiers and stuff, but it it's like that we don't we don't fight. Yet, we like to posture a lot. We yeah. like to do all this talk and all this soldiering and all this stuff. But in, in, in actuality, we don't need a big old military at this moment. Mm. You know, we don't need a standing military that's at full capacity and beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not using them. We're not fighting. We do air power and air support. But there are people making huge money. Boeing, Lockheed Martin, all those kind of air transport people and stuff. They're making huge, huge huge dollars mm-hmm. on, on selling warplanes and all this. And not only are they but selling them to Japan. They need to have an increase their whole military, their, their air force and stuff like that. They never going to use it. Mm-hmm. The French, we got gotta, we don't want the French to use it. Every time the French use it, we end up in a world war. <laughs> so, what we said, we just selling it all over the place. We're, we're just like, everybody's just preparing for an evil that's really not going to take place. Because mm, right. the first nuclear weapon that goes off, kiss your little hiding spots goodbye because the world's over. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope, I hope, I'd rather it be uh, soldiers being used in a nuclear bomb going off anyway. Because the nuclear bomb is not a deterrent. It's the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all it can be. The you, end. Yep. Yeah, it's not a deterrent to anything. All right, so uh, switching gears a little bit here before we go to break. Um, remember the story of the Chicago teens who kidnapped and tortured that white man in Chicago? Not really, no. Okay, so the, there was a young student, a white student, in the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, the uh, five, I believe it was, five teenagers, or a couple were in their 20s, yeah. kidnapped them. They were beating them on, on Facebook Live, and they all got arrested. Yeah. Um, a Chicago judge gives black teen, one of them, community service and no jail time for kidnapping and torturing the disabled white man. Yeah, that was a very that was a that was a crazy experience. Because was he kidnapped or was he voluntarily went with these guys because they were his friends? Uh, so what they 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 think he might have went along with them because he thought. Something else was going to happen, but they tied him up, and you put duct tape on his face. It became a kidnapping. It became a torture. Yeah. Yeah. So they they tied him up, bound him, tortured him, peed on him, ripped some of his hair out. They really did uh do a number on him. Uh, and one of the kids we got 
community service. So let me let me explain my <laughs> race. Do. Let me explain the there's racism in me. It, <laughs> it is racism. Because a part of me is happy. Really? Yes. That the black teenager finally got leniency in court. Because if it was the other way around, probably would have gotten the same thing. <laughs> Usually, nine times out of ten, when a black person commits a crime, they will get punished to the full extent of the law. Anybody who commits a crime should get punished to the full extent of the law. Right. That's a that's a really right. That's a terrible crime that they committed. That's an animal savage type of crime they committed. Community service for this getting time served isn't enough. No, it isn't. Not enough. He should be in jail, and then he gets stoned. Along with his other compadres. Yep. Stone them too. Yeah. And they only get probation. Teen charged and beating a disabled man broadcasting it live on Facebook gets probation. A Chicago woman involved in the beating of a mentally disabled man that was broadcast on Facebook Live pled guilty Friday to a hate crime and was sentenced to four years probation. Brittany Covington, 19, entered her plea in a case that received national attention because it involved an 18-year-old disabled white man and four blacks who taunted him with profanities against white people and President Trump. Covington narrated the, narrated the video and her three others torturing the man. So she was just one of the people that was just in the video talking. She didn't physically do anything to him. So that does not mean that the other people who were in the video are going to get such a lenient uh, charge. She shouldn't have got a lenient child. I don't care if she did anything or not. It's like, please. Yep. You should be stoned. You know what I mean? A bunch of cowards out there. Why do people be so cowardly in this walk of life and then walk around with your big American flag shirts on and stuff like that about how great and wonderful you are? And then, and then you got your, uh, your, on your, on the back of your American flag shirt, you got, I'm a Christian. I'm a good, of a, Soldier of God shirt on and stuff like yeah. that. It's like really not. Let me go find a, a retired, retired crippled person so I can um, torture them. Okay, yeah, you good, you good. I I, I want to be like you. No, I don't. Yeah, no, uh, I don't. It, it was it was a hate crime, and yeah, that's a serious hate crime. She should be punished. At least for a hate crime. There's no, there's no place in this world for these, this type of behaviors, the hate crimes and stuff like that. That's what that first one we were talking about too, a hate crime. Yeah. That bullying is a hate crime. All these things are a hate crime, and this hate that I think most of these people are are having is toward themselves. Yeah. But they can't say that, you know, the the. The shortcomings of my life are brought on me by me. No, just now. And that's what keeps racism going. It's my fault. It's all their fault. That's why, and that's why I hate them, and that's why I have to do something about it, because they're stopping me from doing something. No, yeah. they're not. You just can't even, you don't care, you can't even say that you're the problem why you haven't been a success. Right. You didn't do it. Well, that 19-year-old girl who got probation was in jail since January when the Good. video came out. So she's been in jail a little under a year. Good. And now she has four years probation, and she's not allowed to use social media for four years. Oh, yeah. How do you monitor that? I, I have no <laughs> idea. 
In exchange for pleading guilty to committing a hate crime, aggravated battery, and intimidation, prosecutors dropped the kidnapping charge and others. The judge ordered Covington not to use social media for four years. She must also perform 200 hours of community service. 200 hours? That ain't enough. Yep. Uh, a texter says, as always, criminals have rights. Probation, really? Has nothing to do with race. I see criminals from all races get rights over victims. It's really ridiculous. There is no mystery that the state of Illinois is the way it is. No, there's no mystery. Um, it's an inner city that doesn't have any any place for people that's poor. Another texter says, judge must be a, a Democrat. They protect <laughs> blacks, illegals. Criminal in America. Who the Democrat? Yep. That's his name is Iowa Guy Blue Two Four Two. Thank you for the text. All right, thank you for. But I don't, you know, I don't think. Why do we bring politics into this stuff like this? Well, must be a Democrat. You know, the the whole millennial generation is all Democrats Mm -hmm. and stuff. And the only thing they want to protect is the rights so that they don't have to do anything. Um. (laughs) Do you think that criminals have rights over uh, victims? No, but they do. And that's the way the Constitution set up. You you have a right to face your accuser. Mm-hmm. You have a right that you're innocent till proven guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's the biggest right right there. You're innocent till proven guilty. So the 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 uh the meat of the the, the whole proceeding isn't on you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything if you're the guilty person. The charge, the person charging has to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's who has to do all the work to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're guilty. Not right. that you're innocent, that you're guilty. Uh, another text says, more of the legacy of Obama the spineless. Well, he didn't do anything about Chicago. Chicago has been a problem for a long time, and he never did anything about it. Yeah, but, you know, he sees Chicago from uh, – look at me defending him. He's he got his, his – that's his home, really. So he should have wanted to clean it up even more. Yeah, but he he, he may not see the the ills that the media puts out there from Chicago. He may have got so – so so callous and so used to the death and used to seeing those. That's the bad part of Chicago. I ain't going over there. You know, yeah, he might have got like that. So he didn't. And he's president of the United States. You got to take care of the United States as president, just like with Trump. He has to take care of the United States. And there's at least four different cultural zones in the United States. And there's those cultural zones come economic zones and industrial zones and academic zones and and scientific zones and and just go over here and be as happy as you want to be zones because you can get as high as you, <laughs> you can. Right. Yeah, there's all these different zones and living standards and styles in in the United States that that the president has to address. Yeah. <clears throat> No, I think on the local government is the government that needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. We we need to revamp local government. We're just electing people back in the local government. Really, ain't got no business being in local government, mm-hmm. and especially in the local school system governments. Some of those people out there, I think they went to school with Caesar. 
Well, <laughs> well, at least, at least Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, they, they all sat in third grade together. Yeah. <laughs> I listen. Yeah. I. Sure. They should go to jail. They should. Uh, they should. The 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 case is lenient. But it's just to me as it's more rare when you see people of color get a lenient sentence than a white person. Yeah, it's more rare because it's it's the news media that jumps on these things and stuff like that. This this country definitely this ain't a white privilege, folks. No, don't misgrew it. This is a white country at the moment. Mm-hmm. At the moment. The Browns are coming up hard. Mm. They're coming up hard. No matter how much you want to say it and stuff like that, they're not coming up high. Middle Easterners are brown. Yeah. You know, the the population of white is starting to become not the sought-after population. You know, even when it comes to beauty in this country no more, it ain't the blonde, blue-eyed girl that's the beautiful one. Mm-hmm. It's the tan girl with the dark hair. And the, and the deep black eyes, that's the beautiful one in this country. Now, that's the symbol. They still try to put that broad blue eye, just like they still try to put that other one in there before. But this this whole nation has changed. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, so that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. Well, uh, we'll see what happens with the story once uh, we get any updates of the other three, the remaining three that are due in court. They get stoned, you know, <laughs> and, and 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 just so that they really get stoned, put that guy up there first, because mm. I know he just say I never sinned, but I'm lying right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel bad. I feel bad, but uh, that's what we have. That's uh, that's the, our justice system and our constitution. That's not perfect. It was made by man, and uh, oh, yeah, I, I agree. It's definitely. Not perfect, but it is in effect. Yeah. It is something that that's known by anybody, everybody, and it's based off the Ten Commandments, basically. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. And now thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. You know, we got a whole bunch of that going on all over the place. Really? Yeah, people covering all these these sexual harassment. Oh yeah. And I ain't backing Donald Trump on this there, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say the truth. Really, I see you women, and I see the women that Donald Trump gravitates towards. I'll think so. Well, he gravitated <laughs> towards them 20 years ago. You know, 20 years <laughs> can do a lot to a person. And 20 years ago, he was still going after the bottles and stuff. Yep. You know, just like in that movie. Um, what's that movie? Um, Pelham One Two Three. He was going after the high models. Mm-hmm. You know, that's who he dates. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's your job? Well, I, I, I'm a behind model. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, this, yeah, I buy it with the daughter. I buy it at all with the daughter. It's like, what? Come on. <clears throat> not saying that he's, 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 not, he's, he's not a human and might be tempted by, by some, some, some of the wiles of the women and stuff like that, and that he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, but come on, he's a, all his life he's dated high-end models. It's like, Maybe. you don't fit the bill. 
<laughs> they don't pick the bill in 2016, but maybe in 2001, 1996, 1991, maybe they did fit the bill. Models don't look like models when they get older. You know, that's why the, the lifespan of a model is pretty short. Once you reach a certain age, you know, once you reach uh, 35, 36, you know, because that's the old in the modeling world. I, I guess so, but look at his wife. It's like, yeah, okay, let me see. I keep the wife. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back by tripping in the AM. Yeah, the Donald. Are you a manufacturer, dealer, or distributor in the following industries? Agricultural equipment, material handling, construction machinery, power generation, commercial and retread tires, transport refrigeration, marine, heavy trucks, automobile, temperature control, utility vehicles, maintenance and repair, or something else? then Curry Management is for you. Distribution analysis, dealerization, and dealer distributor development are the top three services provided to manufacturers. We at Curry Management provide this along with the best practices groups, profit improvement workshops, merger and acquisitions, business valuations, and leadership management development to dealers and distributors. Do you own a closely held private company? We at Curry Management provide business continuation services, succession planning, leadership development, and other staff-related management training. Curry Management pride themselves in always being ready to assist manufacturers, dealers, and distributors with today's business challenges. Help yourself. Connect with Curry Management. www.currymanagement.com, 292 Lincoln Street in Worcester, 508-752-9229. Have you recently been in an accident? Did you back into another vehicle? Hit a shopping carriage in a parking lot? Or is your car in need of general repair? If your answer is yes, then ENC Auto Body is the place for you. ENC Auto Body is Worcester's premier auto body shop. We have collision specialists and licensed appraisers on site, and we make sure that you receive the best service you can find. Results are always amazing, and we take pride in making your experience with us at ENC as painless as possible. Drop your car off and rest easy knowing that your car is in the best care. But be forewarned, your car may come out looking better than it did before your unfortunate situation. ENC Auto Body, we're here if you need us. Located at 16 DeMarco Terrace in Worcester. Call us at 508-799-0014 and 774-329-7334. Working with some of the best Thai chefs, Bator has brought her skills from Thailand and Israel to Worcester with basil and spice. Her desire to bring the taste of the homeland here is one of the reasons basil and spice was voted the best Thai restaurant in central Massachusetts. Their menu consists of the best tasting basil and chili, drunken noodle, steamed mussels, Seafood, basil pad thai, ginger chicken, and more. You can't go wrong with basil and spice. They offer catering as well. Being a master caterer, you can rest assured you'll be receiving the best full, self, and private catering events available. Basil and Spice stands by you receiving the incredible and authentic Thai dishes along with the best service at unbeatable prices. 
Accommodation to your needs is the key to success. You can also dine in at Basil and Spice, located at 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Their relaxed atmosphere always provides the most comfortable setting for you to dine in. Do yourself a favor and head on over to Basil and Spice High Cuisine. You won't regret it. Basil and Spice, 774-317-9986, 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Serve weekdays for those who want to dine in is Basil and Spice Lunch Specials. For $11.95, you have your choice of garlic pork, lemongrass chicken, pad king chicken, or spicy tofu and vegetable. All lunch specials include a salad and Thai rolls. Basil and Spice Lunch Specials are available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stop by and try out the lunch specials. Hey, everybody loves Chinese food. I know I do, but what makes good eats for me are the crab rangoons. We searched high and low for fresh, natural, good-tasting food, and that's when we were fortunate enough to come across Shangri-La. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only are the crab rangoons fantastic, but everything I've ordered for them has been exquisite and flavorful. They have timely takeout orders, but if you want to eat there, you're in for one of the most beautiful dining areas, period. You can tell. They made every effort to create a clean, friendly environment. Trust me, you are guaranteed to have a great experience. Everyone is welcome to experience the best Crab Rangoon. And everything else in Shangri-La, Fairyland. Shangri-La, 50 Front Street, Worcester, 508-798-0888. Call and order some great, great food, food now. now. Order online at ShangriLaRestaurant.net. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa what? Konnichiwa. That's hello in Japanese. Man, if you want to say hello to me in Japanese, you may as well take me to 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse. They have an outstanding sushi cuisine. Right. They also have modern styles of classic dishes and the friendliest staff. They are a cornerstone of the Worcester community and have been recognized for the quality of service they provide. And you know, I like my food fresh. And their lobster tail, my favorite, along with everything else on the menu. You know what? I'm about to order online right now. Hey, where are you going? I'm headed to 7 Nana Japanese right now. 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse, 60 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester, 508-755-8888 www.7nanajapanese.com Hi, this is Trooper Joe of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, where we move in character development back to an era when it was seen as a privilege to do the right thing and extend a friendly and helping hand along with a loving hug to everyone. You can catch my show on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel of Return to Chivalry or on Facebook Live. 
dot com slash Archangel Chivalry. Have that fun. Listen to Archangel of Return to Chivalry Wednesdays from 3 to 4. Hey, Troop. I'm tired of looking for decent coffee. It's always either burned or way too bitter, but I found the best coffee I ever had, period. A friend of mine brought me to Yo Way Cafe, and the coffee was delicious, flavorful, and made right in front of me. Not only is the coffee great, but they have espressos, lattes, crepes, boba teas, smoothies, and froyo. Mmm, froyo. Take it from me, truth it, and make your way to Yo Way. Yo Way Cafe, 395 Park Ave, Worcester, 01610, or call 508 508- Four five nine zero six one one. A loyal customer like you deserves a sweet treat like yo. Yep, as a lot of women are, troop. A lot of them are black widows. Uh, we are back. It is your boy Truth and the Truth and in the AM, and I am here with the one and the only two real to be phony. Trooper Joe is in the building. Troop. Uh, so today is Voice of the Voiceless Tuesday, which means we will be talking about a lot of Worcester, our hometown. And uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about, well, there's, we have a couple subjects. I know you want to talk about bullying. Uh, we're also going to be talking about a Worcester City Manager at Augustus to ramp up efforts to combat chronic homelessness. Um, Worcester State University, Mount Wachusett Community College, gets cut of $1.2 million in state grants. The state has awarded $1.2 million worth of performance incentive fund grants to public colleges and universities, including a few. In central Massachusetts, Governor Charlie Baker's office announced Monday, Mount Wachusett Community College received a 16235 award in Worcester State college got a cut of 346,382 grants that is being split among five campuses. So Worcester State and Mount Wachusett are getting some money. Good. Yep. I don't know what they'll use it for, but that's good. Uh, to me, it don't. I don't care what they use it for. If the numbers are in and it shows that kids are graduating and they are getting their education like they're supposed to, do whatever you want with the money. I think that the money be better spent on the lower levels to so that the kids can go to college. Because a lot of a lot of inner city kids they don't go to college because not because they can't afford it. They don't have the knowledge. They're not being taught the the skills they need in lower levels to be able to compete in college. Whose uh, fault is that? I blame that on the school. I, I think that's the school system's fault. Agree with you if their kids go into the same schools, go into the same middle schools, then go into the same high schools, and are graduating and going to college. If it works for yeah. some, then you have to start looking. Maybe it's not the school system that's the problem. Maybe it's the people not taking advantage of the uh, system. No, it's the school system. The school system wants know. to have everybody the same old. They want to have the cookie cutter kid in there, sits there with his hands folded and stuff like that, and regurgitates the air. Yes. That's what they want. And then they call them the AP students and stuff like that because they're good at regurgitating. And, and because they are good at regurgitating, some kids retain some of that. Yeah. But then you got the creative kids who, who's, whose mind is just going all over the place and they can't rein it in. 
isn't that up to the parents to make sure that they rein in? The kids creative. Kids with creative genius are high strung kids. Mm-hmm. Now, not all kids are the same. Right. I, I, you know, these, and you know, I've seen some 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 of the kids after they even come out of college, like go to middle school and stuff like that. It's like, how the hell did you get through the fifth grade? Right. You know, you don't even know the capital of the state you live in. Never mind the capital of the country. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's like they. This, it's like we live in a world where you, okay, I want to know this. That's it. I don't want to know all these other things because I don't care about them. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know this. And the school system says, okay. Right. But you can you can only know this as far as I understand it. Right. You know, and they don't want to work hard and stuff. And that, that's bad because the creative kids who got all that energy, they're not afraid to work. They're just not being challenged. Okay. Well, and I think that's that system needs to be changed like that. Uh, I agree, but still, (laughs) I think that some more onus should be on the parents and on the kids themselves. Yes, it's not. Yes, it's not easy. It's easy for some to regurgitate as it is for others. Yeah. However, it's possible for all of them to. It's possible for all of them to, but if your mind is just going at a hundred miles an hour and you and you're focused on things that not say say you're at home and you like reading watching um what's that the, Sid the science kid or something like that mm-hmm. as the kid. And you get involved with that because you say, Oh man, I could do that, I could do that, I'd like to do that. You go to school and they don't have science. Right. It's like you got all this energy built up inside to be like Sid the science kid. But they don't know how to say it. You know, it, it, it's like they, 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 the school system, at least they're the worst of that I see, is so far out of date. Even the more advanced schools, you know, to get up into higher, higher levels and stuff, they're not in with the times. Mm-hmm. And, and not being in with the times that then the kids get left behind. Right. Um, What's that school, Clark? Clark, Worcester State. Um, yeah. I went to when I first came up here from from Texas. You know, I like going to school. School is what I like to do just for fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to uh, colleges since '72. You know, because I just like going to college. It's what I like to do. It's like a hobby of mine. Right. You know, and I went to Worcester State. I went to Worcester State and ended up teaching the class on on a test. Like really, because the teacher was a social worker. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, you're a social worker. You got a PhD in in social studies and stuff like that. This is a military history class. Mm-hmm. He didn't know anything about military history, but he's teaching a military history class. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, how do you do that? You know, that was that was really bizarre to me. Yeah, maybe he was wasn't good at regurgitating the information like he was supposed to. Oh well, no, he he regurgitated to get a PhD. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't get, qualify him to teach military history. Right. <laughs> so that's one of the things uh, we'll be talking about, the education and the uh, the issues with the education, how some colleges got grants and how Truth thinks that the money should be uh, given to the lower levels, to the, 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 the elementary schools and the high schools and the middle high schools before 
worrying about the universities because the universities make their money due to tuition and things like that anyway. Yeah. So they make their money on the on the back end. The elementary schools not so much. They have to sell cookies. They have to sell all kinds, do all kinds of fundraisers to yeah. just have basic needs for the school. And so. I think I think one thing that you and I are doing this afternoon, anyway, we just at the end of our first contest, our essay contest is is coming to to an end at at um at um Main Street YMCA yep. this afternoon. Yep. We have a, a Will and I put together a contest with the YMCA with with the physical um, fitness director, Matt, mm-hmm. Matt Evans and stuff. And, and uh, I don't even know her name. <laughs> Shame on me. Down there in the after school program. Yep. And the kids were, were supposed to write an essay on, here's the topic, folks, that I think is one of the most in topic, one of the most important, understated topics in the world. Right. Who am Yes, very important. But you know what what the problem is, truth to keep it real? One of the problems to me is the politics. Even in just doing this that we've done, the politics that went behind the scenes at the Y was annoying. It was annoying, yeah. And uh, it kind of makes it difficult because kids are the ones who suffer in the end. Yeah. When we first presented this this, this, uh, to the school department. Yep. And and you got laughed at, at by, by the mayor. The mayor. Yep. You know, it, it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Is it that funny that you can't even see that kids that around you on 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 towing the line or right. being able to be successful? Yep. Because you know, they don't know who they are. Right. So got laughed at by the mayor. That wasn't fun. So yeah. that didn't go through. That didn't happen. No, it didn't happen in the school. <clears throat> so it's like, here it is. <laughs> right. So then we went to so then to the Y, and then there was you know it's, it's we have one ally though I got it you know yeah one one ally yeah we have one ally he did a lot of work for us but yeah. I can't think of his name either oh the older fella there with the oh I can't think of it now either but we had to well we will by the time we get to yeah when we get there you we'll we'll let you guys know another episode but yeah. either way like I said it's just the uh, <laughs> The way that you have to scratch and claw just to help somebody. Just to help, yeah. It's like this is just a help type thing. Yep. Yeah, and, and that that's wrong. Yep, it is wrong. Yeah, and, and you know it's not the parent. The parent, the parents need to be more involved in their kids. They need to be taking more pride in their kids' future. But there's some parents out there that they really don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so still young in the millennial sense and stuff that they're still all about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I got kids, but it's all about me. The problem, I think the biggest, one of the big problems with that is the parents, they didn't have the education. So this started generations. Ago. Yeah. Because the parent, now that you don't have the education you need, you have to work a job. And there's no state in the country. I read this today <laughs> where a minimum wage job can afford a two bedroom apartment. No, no state. So your parents are working all kinds of ridiculous hours, or that's that's one scenario. Or the other scenario is if they're not working and they're just on welfare, they don't have the education to help you. My daughter brought her 
math homework home yeah. to me. And I didn't know what the hell that stuff was. It, I, my brain was fried just trying to help her with her homework. Yeah, because they got a certain fifth way grade. of doing it. Yeah, fifth grade math homework. I was like, you don't know how to regurgitate the stuff the teacher taught you? That's it, because they, they're not looking for the answers. Like, yeah. how'd you get to it? Right. That's the answer. That's right it. They don't care about the answers. They care about how you got it. They yeah. want you to do it the specific way they taught the yeah. kid out of yeah. I wasn't in school when you were taught that. Plus, I didn't pay you that much attention in school anyway. Yeah, that's like, this is your system. Right. So <laughs> My system you, was here. What what is two. Yeah, so when, you have the, uh, when you have the teachers sending your kids home with all this work, and then... I consider myself to be kind of intelligent. I don't think I'm the smartest guy in the world, but I think I have enough common sense and enough book smarts to be able to help. I can't imagine a parent who has no education at all having to help their kids and do stuff like that. Now, I would send them to the Y too. Like, well, get out my face. Go to the Y and get help there. Yeah, and they're good that this program that's available for kids to get help like that. Yep. And, and and that's that's a blessing because you're absolutely correct. Some of the parents out there, you know, they not do any fault of their own. The school system let them down. Yeah. You know, and but the jobs and society and and today's whole thing had moved on. Right. There's no jobs for people who don't have a uh, uh, educational background right. anymore. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you either you got to get assistance on welfare to say, hey, you got to get off welfare, get a job. Well, I got a job and the job can't get afford paid. to pay, pay for anything. Yeah. And then at the meantime, I'm not smart enough to get a good paying job, so I got to go back to school. Well, then go back to school. Well, well I, I can't, can't go back. To, right, I can't afford to go back to school. Well, there's grants. Oh, well, you want me to get off welfare? What grants can I get if I'm not on? It, it, it's a yeah. jumbled mess. Yeah, a jumbled a, mess. It's a big mess, and it it's there so that people can have have, have something to talk about it. Just like that, Ed Mc, what is his name? Augustus thing. Ed Augustus, yes. What is chronic homelessness? Well, in 2011, the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness declared Worcester the largest city in the country to have nearly eliminated chronic homelessness. Six years later, city officials say the number of chronic homeless people is creeping back up, and city manager Edward M. Augustus Jr. is reaching out to experts for help. The issue so chronic is again and again and again, I guess. And uh, home chronic homelessness, I, I'm assuming, is people who will they try to get off the streets and stay on the streets. Yeah. Um, there's just some people who don't want to, who want to get off the streets, but then don't want to go through the system and the the, the hoops and yeah. the, and the hurdles to get to become home to to not be homeless. Yeah, exactly. I've never. I never thought of homelessness being chronic. Yeah. You know, I guess it is chronic. I don't know if it's, I don't know why they'd be homeless. I guess that's the, that's a million dollar question right there. Are you homeless because you 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 don't get any help with a mental illness? Are you homeless because you just can't afford to live in some place? You got to live out of your car? No, it's, you know, this this homelessness out there in abundance. Yep. So HUD adopted the federal definition, which defines a chronically homeless person as either one an accompanied and unaccompanied homeless individual with a disabling condition, 
who has yeah. continuously homeless for a year or more or two, an unaccompanied individual with a disabling condition who has had at least four episodes of homelessness. So that's a chronic homelessness. Yes. That's a shame in today's society. Well, I, I don't know. I guess not. And when you really look at today's society, there's no jobs for some people. Yep. Well, and, and there's substance abuses. Yeah, there's substance abuse. And there's, there's um, they they made programs to sell the programs to help you so so nice looking to some people that they take them up. You know, yep. there's some people from other countries that come in here and 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 they they're like walking into a to a smorgasbord of food and all kinds of stuff like yep. this. It's free. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just rice and some some meat. You know, and all kinds of stuff like this. So. They they get into the system, and then you know we look at the system from our thing. What we want, we want. We look at the healthcare system. That's mm-hmm. how we measure a lot of stuff. I guess. Look, why everybody's so unhappy? <laughs> oh, man, that's that's a whole yeah, other conversation yeah, for a whole other it's, day. It's like troop. I can go down the street to Family Dollar, pay ninety nine cents for some of the most health unhealthy chemical <laughs> body destroying contents yeah. ever. But if I wanted to go someplace get a salad or get something healthy to eat, it cost me my check. It would. It, it's, it's so, yeah, it's out it's out of control. Don't you think because of that there this adds to the healthcare problem that we have in in society? Yeah. So if if you if you look at well, let's give the people opportunity to be more healthy and and this will cut back on their visits to to healthcare. Then so right. some people won't really need to carry why what we use it as a badge too. Yep. My healthcare is better than your healthcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But you I've still got get, diabetes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like I'm not in the game to get sick and die. Right. You know? And look at how well the health the healthcare is. I it's just a crazy world we live in. Very crazy. It's it's crazy. We and, and it's getting worse. It's getting worse. The genocide in this in this city right here, and um, I ain't gonna not pretend that the part of the homeless problem here in Worcester is being generated by the lack of help being offered by the pol- the political the political guys in Worcester because genocide needs something to look at, but that's evil. And ill-fated for the community, and they say, "Well, we have to do something about this." And then they can show at the end, "Look what we did." Yeah, what did you really do? We moved them all to Springfield. <laughs> well, when you're so focused on gentrification, you don't think about or don't consider the poor people. This is what happens. Exactly. It's no surprise at all that homelessness is on the rise because they can't afford where they're going to move to when yeah. rent's going up. That, that's it, and the only way to measure success in this area is by bringing the number of chronic homeless down. You ain't giving them anything; you're just moving them out. Right. With with the gentrification, that's all you're really going to do. You'll attach pretty names to it, but you know your names are going still going to be the same thing. You can't afford to live here. No, nope. go someplace else. No, nope, they can't. And yeah. uh, so this is what we'll be talking about on. Uh, Voice of the Voices from 12 to 1 p.m. on 91.3 FM WCUW. We're also going to be talking.
talking uh, with Keith Laporte. Keith will be there today. Sir Lord Keys will be in the building, and we will be on Main Street to the radio station and do whatever it is we have to do to talk about Voice of the Voice. And then a little bit after that, we're going to be going over to the YMCA, and we're going to be judging the uh, the, the essays turned in by these, uh, these, these kids mm-hmm. about who am I. Right. You know, not what I want to be or anything. Who am I? Yeah. I think you adults out there or anybody out there, if you really want to have some, you ain't got anything to do this Christmas, just play a little game with, with all your loved ones and everything and just have them sell who they are. Right. You know, it'll be, it'll be an eye-opening experience to hear people lie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope these kids don't lie. I hope they really I, grasp and understand because they are someone important and I hope they really understand it. I hope that they could that they some of them can come away with with something that they can say. You know, I really always truly like that because that makes me happy. That's what I right. You know, I hope you can come away with that. Not that well. Everybody says that this is what you're supposed to do. We already got those generations. Yep. It's time to change from those generations to a to a newer generation, but not the the millennial me generation who only think about. Mm-hmm. Anything that they could, what I hear, just what we got to, they, they want smaller government, you know, as long as they, 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 uh, it works and they don't have to pay for it. But if that don't work, they're all in for bigger governments as long as it works and they don't have to pay. This is pathetic. Mm-hmm. They have no idea of what they want or what they like. They just want whatever is convenient, easy, and for them. Is what they want, right? That's that's it's the whole, a whole generation like that, mm-hmm. and it's time to step aside from that generation because that generation it it's lost with everything else. It knows how to Facebook, Snapchat, and all these other things like that there, mm-hmm. but they can't do their homework. They don't know how to study. Nope, they don't. They they really lost. That's a lost generation. Yeah, lost their. Yeah. All right, Troop, uh, it's 11 o'clock, which means it's time for us to get yeah, ready to so head to uh, 91.3 FM. Yeah. WCUW is your boy, Troop. Just Troop for Joe and I. You go have that fun. And if you get a chance to stop by this afternoon at the Y on Main Street to come in there and see the kids who won, the, uh, won or lost who participated in the essay contest, come on down. All right. Yeah.